Oh, hey there, listeners and juicers. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that if you have fallen in love with the Draw Your Dice podcast and want to help put some new fruit on the table, but don't feel comfortable making a monthly commitment, well, you can support the show via the ACAST supporter feature. No gift too large, nor too small. Just click on the link in the show description and know that I am sending you the strongest hug when you do so. Slicers, hello dicers, hello juicers, and all those that hail from Juice Nation. Hello callers, hello thinkers, hello tabletop RPG enthusiasts. It has been a minute. Thanks for keeping up with that. Hi, how is this? Is this is going to be one of those like? 2021 in review slash like where have i been what's been going on what's going on with jeremy etc etc and it's gonna be rambly it's not scripted though i do as common have my index card of notes for what the f i want to talk about uh sipping on some delicious lemon water currently as it's getting to be an ice box in this office my wonderful partner is staring at me, listening to me in this moment. Her headphones are not in. So, 2021. What an interesting, interesting time that was for everyone involved. <clears throat> As always with these sort of like ramble reviews, check-in things, I always break it up into the three points of time that we as humans have created, the past, present, and the future. And as always, we start with the past. We'll kind of work closest to furthest. So, what happened? Where have I been? Where's the show been? It was on an unannounced hiatus. Uh, The last episode I released was on November 26th. I am recording this as of the 1st of January in our Lord and Savior year 2022. And it was just, I ended up getting a lot of gigs and worked on other projects and just was feeling a little burnt out with the show in terms of producing it. And I'll get into that in a second. But the end of the year was really interesting. Uh, I picked up a job as a dog sitter and a dog walker. So... Uh, finally making some sort of regular income, which is very helpful to mine and my partner's lifestyle, as opposed to very small income, which I'll also get into in a little bit here. Excuse me. And yeah, so I was on a hiatus for a bit, just thinking about what I want to do with the show in the future. Do I want to keep doing it? Did I enjoy it? You know, I am very proud of the goal I set out for myself at the end of 2020, when the first episode aired on December 16th with Adam Bell. That was the first episode I ever did and released, so um, I did it. I made it to 52. In fact, I made it to more than 52 with 
everything. We're talking strictly interviews. My goal is to meet 52 different people, and I did that. I'm very proud of that. Um, And that was to be one episode a week, which I semi-accomplished, though sometimes we had burst weeks, and then there were lull weeks in between that. And that's also something I want to talk about with uh, the podcast. So in retrospect of 2021, for this past section of it, I have met an amount of incredible people, both have talked to, have merely tweeted at, or have tweeted at me, or Discord messaged, started a little community server, which I think each and every person that has taken the opportunity to message anyone else in there, and just sort of like keeping it give it a little heartbeat every now and again. I've been really appreciative of that, and uh, this holiday season has really shown me that we there's so much more potential for togetherness out there than we may think, not just with our family. Cool people, if we open up ourselves to that with the risk of, you know, all the other negative stuff that can come from opening yourself up on the internet, uh, which I've found at one time. You can find it on Twitter, but I've had some good and some not-so-good experiences on Twitter since starting this. But anyways, that's all the circle around. I did it. I met my goal of 52. I ended up with 60 episodes of stuff before I took the hiatus. Uh, some of those were repeat guests, and yeah, it's really good. I've made really powerful relationships. i for all those who I keep a pulse on every now and again, and thank you for keeping a pulse on me. An amazing journey, and I look forward to what our relationships can do in the coming future. And I'm not going to name any names because I'm sure that in this ramble, I'll forget two or three people, and then that person will go, man, I thought we were friends. We are friends, my dude. And I don't just mean that in the critical role sense. I mean that in the, like, There are people I've legitimately talked to and I chat games with, call on regularly to hang out or talk to or um, engage with, and uh, I love it. It's great. It's really opened up a lot of ideas in me and potential in me, and I hope that in some way, I hope the show has helped other people. There was something I was going to do for this review, but I opted out of it. But if you're listening to this and decide you want to go in on this idea, feel free. There is a uh, podcaster by the name of Andy J. Pizza who does the creative, I don't remember what it's called, but he, creative pep talk podcast. And in one of his year reviews, he had, or quarter or some shit like that, he had a bunch of people phone in and talk about what they liked about the show. There's a like a program called Pipe Speak that you can use uh, that'll send your clip to the podcaster and they'll just put that shit right in there. So I'd love to do that. I'd love to get a little compilation of people who've enjoyed the show and sort of who their favorite guest was and stuff like that. Um, It's been so fun to see all of the projects that seemingly came to fruition or partially came to fruition because of the show and many others like me. Just people who have mentioned that they really got the opportunity to listen to really cool designers pick up their insights, techniques, philosophies, and then make something. And that's, that's the, 
the first joy of of this show is that it helped someone make something and that's uh, so powerful and additional shout out to all those other resources out there all the other podcasts that are kind of within my gravity of attention that you all have gone to check out because they've either been on the show or we've mentioned them or something to that effect so thank you for supporting them as well and that's kind of like the past as far as like the hiatus is concerned um that's going to be over soon. I'm going to start booking here within the next couple weeks, and there's still some episodes in the vault that didn't come out. I want to be uh, very, very thankful to the patrons over on Patreon. The fact that I haven't released any like personal Patreon content in the last three months, I think, two or three months, and you're continuing to support the show is, is a really powerful feeling. And regardless of the amount you're giving, any give is... Um, truly fantastic so i really patreon kofi whatever sort of style of supporter donation that you end up have ended up giving in the last years uh been been really cool and you'll never i don't i don't know if you'll ever understand how clutch and beneficial and necessary some of that in the real life in the financial life so thank you thank you a lot so that's kind of like the past bit, present bit, what's uh, going on right now. So I just happened. Thank you to everyone who continues to talk about the show, connect with the show, engage with the show, engage with me, engage with the community, engage with other designers. That's the biggest thing, creating just like a stronger network of designers. I have a lot of ideas. I'll probably be more future bit, but at present, I want to I think one of the things I want to talk about is sort of like, what does it mean to me as a designer, as a game designer, and as a podcaster in terms of what I'm doing? So for the game designer bit, if you've been in the server, in the Discord server, or catch a few tweets on Twitter, or if you've come to the Tabletop Colin show... I've mentioned a game called Umbral Dive quite a number of times, and it's a constant evolution of games that I've that you've probably heard about a long time ago on the podcast and some of the archive things like Kaleidoscope and the the DMC fighting game that I was working on for like a month. And Umbral Dive is my attempt at finding mechanics of skirmish style games like D&D, Pathfinder, Emberwind, 4th Edition... Just lots of games like that, 13th Age, and com- finding a way to sort of like lift up those mechanics into a more modern state. Because as far as like I've looked at it, the sort of like tactical skirmish hero game hasn't like really evolved that much over the course. And I've been reading a, a ton of stuff. I've uh, discovered Earth Dawn and Pendragon. There's a there's a game called Unknown Armies, which is really cool. Band of Blades has a little bit of like what it, like troop influence stuff. Like <clears throat> I guess the Band of Blades is technically a skirmish game. I just combined the war with war gaming. But also been getting into a lot of like looking at a lot of war gaming. And I just love the I just love the skirmish RPG, and I think that they can do better and. I think that I am very capable of bringing 
uh, some new energy to the genre. And that's my sort of project going into 2022 as far as like a game is concerned. And it'll be the only game I make. I'm not going to do some sort of like spread portfolio of like a bunch of different ideas. I may do like tech packs of different stuff here and there. But ultimately, once Umbral Dive comes to be a thing, it will be like the D&D model of a thing. Or, you know, it'll have adventures and splat books and special box token things and special dice and blah, blah 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 or like new scenarios all sorts of stuff there'll probably be a second edition in the future or some shit like but i don't foresee myself making a different game because this will also be the game that i want to play so that's it that's what that's what it's gonna be uh, i'll probably do a different uh, uh, series of episodes uh about that like about the design process and additionally i want to talk about present what it means to be uh, a podcaster as i've and also attached to sort of like the tag of ttrpg press um so it is it is an interesting thing that I do with the podcast, and this may like flip some people off, and if that causes you to not listen to the show or something like that, it's whatever. It's just how I feel about it, and I'm the one facilitating making this content, and so if it's leverageable for me, and I'll get into why I use that word specifically, it's like uh, it's my choice not to continue on the show or to continue on the show and find a user base or a demographic that appreciates. Uh, what we do not just what I do but what we do is press there are a decent amount of people that are not super chill with the way that we are approached as individuals who or creators who engage with the tabletop scene because for lack of a better or more fine-tuned word, we're essentially advertisement in a big way. You know, any interview show or any review show that looks at something and says, I really like this for these things, it's an opportunity for you as the creator to benefit with a sale, a conversion, a newsletter, something to that effect, right? And, you know, a lot of people put money into you know let's imagine i know kickstarter is a fucking the sickest hottest topic right now as far as the tabletop industry is concerned but did you ever like do you ever know anyone that set a budget aside for for the press like did they ever include a tier of a thousand dollars or something like that to be like hey if i get this amount of money i'll be able to talk more about the game or etc etc i mean you could always do your own thing that's the freest version of doing anything but No, at some point you want more ears to hear about your game because more ears equals conversion. And I think there is a weird unhealthiness when it comes to when when a press person would ask someone for money. I think there's a really weird toxicity that exists when I go, hey, like if you want to be, and I'm not saying I've done this yet, but it's, I'm saying this because something I'm thinking about, it's. It's, I think it's important to state that I love the show. Like I said, I love meeting the people, and I will continue to make the show on my terms for free. But I think there is a conversation about that there is no 
uh, support, or there is very little support. I shouldn't say no, because there's definitely like Patreons and, and, you know, other advertising things, but the internal market of the tabletop press space is not supported by the industry uh, at large. Uh, we love getting games. We love being able to be more educated about the conversation we're about to have with you in interview. But unfortunately, PDFs do not keep the lights on, do not keep food in bellies. And, you know, um, I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus, but like, uh, or anything like that, or, or, or make assumptions about something. But, you know, I think about... Uh, Tony Facinda and Plus One XP. I think about Jeff Stormer and Party of One podcast. I mean, both of them have done an insane amount of content and they do most of that to lift other people up positively. They do it because they want you as an indie designer to be seen and they choose to engage with you and reach out to you. But I'm sure they also get clients that reach out to them and say, hey, really love the show, would love to be on and talk about my upcoming Kickstarter project. Cool. That costs something, dude. Like, it's not like no work goes into the editing, the balancing, the video, the graphics, the stream. Uh, All that requires some sort of person power, and that's time out of people's hands that they're choosing to engage with what you're passionate about and what you're trying to make a living off of. So I think moving into 2022, I really want to advocate for the, for the podcaster, for the press, for the, you know, we're not a news, we call ourselves press, but we're not technically a news outlet. We are uh, kind of like a conversational, almost a review kind of state of things. And so what that what that sort of leads to is like what is the future of DYD and how will I engage with some of those things moving forward? I, I think another uh, piece of that is a lot of us think a lot of the common consensus is that our podcasts receive outside of market funds. Here's an ad from Purple Mattress. Have you heard about the newest D&D 5e adventure book, Strixhaven, or some BS like that, right? D&D is its own, like, brand entity. It is far outside the scope of the classic TTRPG indie scene as I think we know it as collectively, as a different animal altogether. So it's like... Get get your new Blue Apron subscription or something like that. Like all of that ad facilitation is from other markets that are trying to access the demographic of the game designer or whatever demographic of game designer or game consumer exists. And but it's readily supported by the industry because everyone's trying to make you know. Everyone's like, well, I have to hold on to all eight dollars I'm making on my on my game and I get it I super get it but you know I make whatever patrons are willing to give me as far as support and that's and that's beautiful but it shouldn't be on the reliance of others to or 
I don't think it's their responsibility to make up for the work that you're asking the podcaster to do. It could certainly help. It allows podcasters potentially to go, you know what, I made an extra hundred bucks this month. I don't need to get like a payment from this individual or something like that. I don't know, you know, it's all rel- numbers are all relative, but I guess to sum up that whole thing is that I think there needs to be uh, a little bit more thought about when it comes to a marketing budget for engaging with podcasters, actual plays. I know that the folks over at Utopia uh, do a really amazing job of getting paid work for for actual play actors and uh, stream engineers and tech people and graphic designers and all sorts of stuff. They do a fantastic job of getting those sort of like bouncy board things going on. And I just would like to see more of that. I would love to see that there is a mutual understanding, reciprocation when it comes to the work that the quote-unquote press does for the industry over over a large and just to just to finish the last sort of harp about it it's it's like there's always this this weird argument that comes up about well i'm bringing my audience to your show because my game is so popular cool but if that's the only episode they listen to that doesn't really affect my podcast. And so long as your episode exists on my podcast that people will come to listen to in the future, that's always a potential conversion for you. That's always one potential sale or buy for every single person that listens. And just sort of like the reciprocation isn't isn't a whole there, at least from what I've talked with other people and I've gotten their input and how they feel about it. And I've had this conversation with others. And again, this is maybe a little bit, a little bit rambly and uh, may not have like a strong sticking point for the listener, but full circles that I think there needs to be some more financial respect towards when a podcaster goes, Hey, you know what? I would love to let you come onto the show, but it's going to, it's going to cost something. And it's going to cost something more than the PDF of your game. I think that should be okay. And if that's not good, there shouldn't be any bad blood between the two of you. If both of you say no, or one of you says no or something like that. So that's, that's the present. So what does that all mean for the future? Well, I'm going to continue dog sitting and dog walking because I love the doggos. I'm going to continue to live in Ohio because they pay you to live here. So that's good. And as far as DYD, the podcast is concerned, there's an additional piece of information I can't share quite at this time. I'll see you in a month about that, but potentially, but the interviews are going to move into a bi-weekly structure moving forward and episodes will come back towards the end of january after i have built up a little bit more momentum i'm trying to do larger months of batching and then editing and then parsing that all out so i can have basically my year done by like june ideally and on the in between of those segments i'd like to do more solo pieces of Oh, that's my... I'd like to do more solo pieces of things that I'm thinking about as I start to bell curve on my tabletop game design 
knowledge. I like to examine some ideas I have about the skirmish game space, about role-playing games, what I like, what I don't like, what's going into Umbral Dive, what have I tested on Umbral Dive that I haven't liked, that I continue to throw away, what it's like to throw away your darlings, design processes, things that you can take away and um, use in your games or as house rules or whatever. And uh, just just a lot of things, just some more conversations about from me, from personally me. And I'm also thinking about having guest hosts on the show. I don't know exactly how I want to facilitate that, but I think a lot about how people have guest article writers on their blogs. And I would love to let someone else who thinks they have the chops to like host an episode and interview someone they really like. Um, maybe that's the thing that's preventing them from starting their own thing is just that they don't have the extra hand of like editing or walking them through like how they format the show or something like that. So I would definitely love to assist in that way and, and definitely would, would pay that person. That's not like a, uh, quick slide for easier content for me like i'd love the opportunity to pay pay for people to guest host on the show every once in a while and then i'm gonna start doing some streaming in the future as well probably not design streams i tried to do final fantasy 14 before and i'm that's what i'm still going to do but there's so much like main story content out there and like high-end content out there that people are getting forced down their throats by the YouTube algorithm that I think what I want to focus on more is my inspiration from raids and dungeons that have gone into Umbral Dive. So I'll be doing a series where I just start from the beginning and just do like the action oriented combat or uh, content because I think that'll be more fun for people to watch. I'm going to do some PVP, some player versus player content for Final Fantasy And then if I do do some story stuff, it's going to be all side quests because I think a lot of people ignore the side quests and just do the main storyline. And some some people want uh, the extra mile to make some really interesting side quests. And so I'm going to do going to do that to showcase those. So that's sort of that. Additionally, in the future, there are some partnerships that I'm really excited to get underway, but I don't, I can't talk about them exactly at this moment. I think I'm going to go into 2022 with a more focused and more focused attitude to the podcast instead of sort of like, you know, spray and praying all over the place about what works, what doesn't work and make more focused efforts to create even better content. I'm going to do some article writing that will couple with some of those solo episodes. And because I have a lot of really cool ideas about like strategy and tactics in tabletop games, skirmish games. And yeah, that's where I've been. That's where I've been for a month. I have just been kind of ruminating, growing, reflecting. It's January 1st. Watched the Anderson Pack concert live, so that was super cool. I had a great New Year's Eve and playing some goofy games with some people and in my family online. And yeah. So that's me. That's where we're at. If you're if you made it all the way through and you're not turned off by my conversation about the press, thanks for hanging out. I appreciate it. Much love to you. 
Thanks for giving yourself an opportunity to think about that. I'm not saying you have to agree with it, but I would love for you to think about it. And if you left in the middle, but you came back for some reason and finished out the episode, thanks for hanging around. I'm sorry that the show can't facilitate everyone's needs for free, but I can't facilitate my needs for free. So I have to, there has to be some give and pull there. I'm going to continue to make things that inspire people that potentially entertain people, if you find me entertaining, and that will help educate people to do game design as a career, as a something beyond a hobby, if that's what they choose to do, but it is possible. Lots of thoughts about business, lots of thought about collectives, lots of thoughts about co-ops, lots of thoughts about pooled money, and lots of thoughts about just helping each other, but helping each other in a way that's that kind of uses the system that we feel crushed by against itself. If we can, I'm sure we can if we think about it hard enough together. And yeah, that's the that's the catch up. If you hung out here or if you want to talk about anything that I've talked about in this or any future or any past episode, please um, tweet at me, send me a DM. I'm fine with having a private conversation with people. Um, at Jeremy Gage five over on Twitter, you can tweet the at draw your dice pod. Oh, also on Twitter, um, come join the DYD server. There's a link tree on the draw your dice pod that you can go to that has a, an infinite link to the discord channel. Thank you so much for the last year of support from everyone. Thank you so much for those who took a chance on me and gave me the opportunity to make the show. As always, the Brain Trust Discord will hold a special place in my heart for that. And to being stronger individuals and stronger creators. And let's let's make some stuff. Let's make some new stuff.